Preschool Hours podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Kareen. And today we have the most special of guests. Our yes, favorite do. person ever. Maya Aguirre. Yes. Yay! Thank you very much. Woo! So, <laughs> to do an episode on Hispanic Heritage Month. And it just happened to be that our favorite person, Maya Aguirre. Maya, would you like to be honest? Would you like to take me on? Yeah, why not? I mean, I am Hispanic. I, I do happen to love, be Hispanic. Love to see it. See, that's why we're interviewing her. It wasn't yeah. really an interview. It's just us having a little just chatting. chatting. Just chatting. Yeah. Maya, how are you? I'm good. Um, I, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a little nervous right now. Heart is racing. Hey, palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Um, uh, our palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, vomit on my sweater already. But you know what? I'm absolutely <laughs> okay. I'm wearing a sweater right now. <laughs> Exposure like that. I mean, oh, but you didn't have to. I was trying to quote Eminem. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm good. I am doing well. Um, and I think that this is really making my day Aww. better Aww. than it was before. So thank you guys Love for having me. you here. Yes, we do. We enjoy your energy. Um, so, would you like to start us off with the word of the day? Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm going to do kind of a colloquial term that a lot of different um, sort of Hispanic or Latin American countries use, but Spain uses it a lot. So, the term is vale, and it kind of is a way to validate something that someone's saying. And I figured this is very fitting for your podcast because... When you're on a podcast, you kind of have to validate and you have to make conversation flow. Very so, true. That is very true. Yeah. It's very hard for uh, us to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, okay, Grace, please. You're the most amazing flower of conversation ever, but no offense. Kareen, I just like. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you ever, if anyone listening to this ever wants to be fun and quirky and use some Spanish, just say vale when someone's talking and they'll feel very validated. Right. Yes. That's great. We love that. Okay. So Karen, do you want to start asking questions? Or do you want me to start asking questions? I can start. So <laughs> we compiled a list of questions for you, Maya. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm just going to start with the first one. So like which family members, which side of the family is Latino? Okay. So my dad is Mexican. Um, he immigrated here from Mexico when he married my mom, who was born and raised in Virginia. She's like from the United States fully. Um, but yeah, so my whole dad's side is Mexican. Um, like he's full blood. So yeah, those are my family members that are Mexican. But yeah. Okay, okay. So how often are you in touch with that side of your family? Um, I would say pretty frequently. I... Well, most of the time it's not in person because they still live in Mexico, mm -hmm. um, but I'll visit them once in a while, probably once every like two or three years, um, or they'll come up to visit us like maybe more frequently um, just because it's easier for them to come here. But um, over the phone, I probably talk to them once a week, um, especially if my dad's on the phone with them, I'll always check in and say hi. But, you know, it's just been kind of different during the pandemic because I've been home a lot. So I've gotten more of a chance to talk to them, but we won't be seeing them for a long time just because of how travel things are right now. So, but for the most part, I would say pretty close to them. Um, mostly my grandparents, which in Spanish is abuelos. Um, so yeah, pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. That's nice. So mm-hmm. kind of related to the last question, which like, you know, cultural traditions do you or do your family like partake in? Yeah, so, well, this is kind of an interesting question because you would kind of come into my house and consider it to be just like a pretty average American home, but mm-hmm. little things that we do um, on the regular are pretty um, traditionally Mexican. So just the way that we have my house organized, um, like not to make a sweeping generalization about American homes, but there's like sort of a sense of organization in Hispanic culture that I think my dad has really passed on to us. So things are really organized, um, pretty strict about how things look. And um, I think that's one thing that I've kind of been able to maintain from my like Hispanic roots. And then another thing, um, each year in January, there's a holiday called Three Kings Day. And it's obviously a Catholic holiday to celebrate the arrival of the Three Kings. Um, So I'm not super duper religious, but my dad grew up really, really Catholic. Um, So he's kind of carried on that tradition of celebrating Three Kings Day every year. So that's really cool. But other than that, I think like for the most part, just hearing Spanish around my house growing up, um, I live nearby a Hispanic community. So I've always kind of been hearing it, even though I don't live in Mexico. Um, So that's pretty cool. But yeah. Okay, okay. So how has being a woman and Latina shaped your life? Okay, so this is a really good question. Um, I think it really ties into intersectionality mm-hmm. um, because I used to always, before I even came to NCS, I would kind of really associate with my like my identity as a woman um, in the United States. And I was like, really like, yeah, girl power, you know, but I didn't even realize that I had been kind of missing out on this entire other part of my identity, which is being Mexican. Um, And I think over the years, I've really noticed that, like, no matter where you live, no matter how, like, Mexican, like, I put that in air quotes, they're not going to be able to hear that. (laughs) But no matter how, like, Mexican or Hispanic or Latino you act, it's still a part of your identity if it's a part of your identity. So um, something I've, like, noticed as I'm at NCS is because... At my old school, there was a lot of representation of, like, the Latino community. Um, There were all sorts of clubs, a a pretty big Spanish-speaking population in Arlington. So when I was in public school, I didn't feel like I had to uphold any, like, sort of... I guess I I didn't have to be a voice of that community at my old school. It, It didn't feel that pressure at all. But now, as I've been at NCS, the Latino community at NCS is actually pretty small. Um, and like you notice, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Latinx Student Union, but it's a pretty small group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that now I realize that it's really, it really is, I feel like a responsibility of mine to educate people on Latino culture and also just kind of learn more about my own culture um, and connect to that by like taking Spanish classes and trying to further my understanding of art. Um, and just like music and all these things that I haven't been exposed to as much because I live in the United States. Yeah, that's definitely like, really interesting how like you also brought attention to like there are not that many like 
Latino people at NCS. Like, I don't, I feel like that's something that is often overlooked. So I feel like it was like yeah. good that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going back to like your childhood, are there any like childhood memories involving your Latino side that like really shaped who you are today? Yeah. Well, so my dad went to art school in Mexico before he came to the United States and then he um, went to uh, school um, here and now he works as an investment consultant, but he used to really be um, mainly focused on trying to become a photographer. He still is, but it's not as much his like main goal. Um, so there's a really rich history of art in Mexico, especially like there's a rich history of art everywhere, but in Mexico, I think the history of art is very, very prominent. Um, so when I was growing up, I always used to research these Mexican artists um, and like not research, but I was really exposed to all this art from Mexico. And when I like went to school, um, a lot of people didn't even know who some of these artists that I've been like knowing my whole life were. And it was just like a culture shock because I was like, are you kidding me? Like I have a picture of Frida on my like refrigerator, like where, like how do people, and like her iconic eyebrows. Yeah. It's like something that I always was so inspired by. And I go into kindergarten and like, I don't know, we were in art class one day. It was like first grade or second grade. And they were talking about these Mexican artists. And I was like, oh yeah, like, of course, this is just like normal. Like, cause my dad had always wanted me to like be exposed to that. And in that moment, everyone was like, what? Like, why do you know about this random person? And I was like, because this is like a part of my identity. So I think that probably the most important thing um, about my like Mexican roots is just like the art that I've been exposed to. Because not only have I like seen photographs and paintings, um, I've also been really into music. Like, I don't even know if you guys even know, like, for whoever's listening to this podcast, Rosalia is a Mexican artist. I'm pretty sure she's Mexican. I might be wrong about that. I'll check, I'll check, fact check that later. But she is just phenomenal. Um, she has, like, a song with Travis Scott, and, like, I think it's kind of popular. But, yeah, it's, like, famous on TikTok. So some of you guys probably have heard that. But, yeah, I've been really into her, and, like, I don't know. I'm just... I'm trying like over the years to look for more um, Latinx icons in pop culture so that I can really have someone to look up to because I feel like that community is really small in Hollywood and like at least it's uh, it's underrepresented I would say definitely um, yeah and like even watching like Jane the Virgin when I was in like eighth grade I remember just being like oh my god like this is so awesome like because it's just so cool to see like a language that represents so much to my family being mm -hmm. spoken in a show um, that is widely watched by Americans. So that's another really cool thing, but yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, so do you feel comfortable expressing your culture at NCS? Um, I don't want to get like too weird about this, but definitely, um, it's hard because as someone who has grown up as half Mexican, it's really um, conflicting mm -hmm. because when you're half of anything, um, I don't want to speak for everyone, but it is like 
you get shamed uh, by trying to be too much of one or too much of the other. Like I remember in middle school when I tried to hang out with like the Latino community at my school, I would kind of get made fun of because it was like not like people thought I was like this white girl. Like I didn't like fit in as much. Um, and like, I don't know, it just, it, it hurts when you feel that way. Like you feel like you're being pushed out of a group just because it's not necessarily like what you look like or like, I don't know. And I, I guess I kind of experienced that feeling at NCS because a lot of the time people don't know that I'm Mexican. So they'll say like, oh, like I'll, I'll tell them and someone will be like, oh, I didn't even know that. That's so crazy. You don't look Mexican. And I'm like, okay, so the fact that you just said that is a little weird because right. why are you like making that like, is that like supposed to be a compliment? Because I don't feel like that's a compliment. Like, I, like. I don't know. It's just a very confusing thing. So that's something I have noticed at NCS. It's not meant to be harmful, but I think a lot of those comments about ethnicity and race are never really meant to be harmful. It's just like a lack of understanding. Um, so that's one thing. And then also another thing that I guess I've struggled with, not to get too controversial, but on topics about like college and stuff, when like, I don't know, like one thing, my SAT tutor, this is really annoying, but we were talking and she was like, well, like you'll have it easy because like you're Mexican and like that will make it easy for you in the college process because uh, of affirmative yeah. action. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know about that. Definitely not. Um, a little so, bit. <laughs> yeah. As a close community, we've definitely have had conversations about um, those kinds of topics. But I think one of those things is like, just feeling like when I tell people that they're like, oh, well, like you don't even have to go through the struggles of an immigrant, but at the same time, you're benefiting from being Mexican because it will help you get into colleges. And I'm like, no, you don't understand anything. Like, right. you don't. Um, and it's really invalidating. So that's one thing I would say that NCS does, definitely has to work on. But um, something I would say NCS does a really good job at is providing spaces for um, these like, minority groups um to feel comfortable like sharing who they are like i feel like that's really cool i mean we obviously like we have the bsu we have gsa i know we have like um asian awareness club which is really cool um i don't know if the name changed last year but also like latinx student union it's been like a really good place for me to go because everyone who has like any roots that are Hispanic can go and even people who aren't it's not necessarily just an affinity group mm -hmm. if you're an ally you can go so I think that's been really helpful but yeah that's kind of been my experience at NCS um thank you for sharing all sure. of like you know about your culture and kind of the struggles you've had I cannot believe that SAT person said that to you that is yeah. literally I know so bad that's what so heck? like yeah so I bad. know like how about <laughs> say that to somebody Why like would you say that's so first of all like no yeah on top of that she was like oh yeah and you don't look mexican so it was like she says like you you have like a win-win situation because you don't look mexican but you could get into college easier basically oh that is what she was saying and oh i was like God. why is it bad to look mexican not, not, also not what does mexican racist. look like not not yeah. not the low-key bit of right like what's wrong not, with low not even low-key that is high-key high-key bit of racism yeah what so yeah what, no like, yeah what anyways oh, that's a little anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so the last question that Grace and I have for you is what has LSU provided for you in terms of like a culturally coherent community? Like, did you find friends there? Like, what have it, like, what has that provided for you? I honestly think it's provided a lot for me. I mean, I am involved in student government, so I can't go to all of the meetings, especially when they're during clubs period. But I've noticed that like my connection to this part of my identity has really like grown by having friends that I feel are able to relate to me and my experience. And also the best part about that community is that everyone is from a different place, sort of. Like everyone has different roots um, and everyone has a different connection to like the Latino or Hispanic community. So I think that's been really cool. Um, and yeah, I just hope that over the years we can grow it as a club because right now it is pretty small. Um, but yeah, we're really lucky to have like everything we do and we love Doctora. So we're just kind of like vibing, you know, it's fun. Well, thank you for answering our questions. Now yeah, we're going to go to the Instagram mm -hmm. and, you know, we have some questions for you. So somebody asked, what is your biggest secret? my biggest secret okay um i don't know if i'm willing to share my biggest secret I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well the some biggest secret that you're willing to share how about that yeah my biggest secret that i'm willing to share um well oh oh um throughout elementary school i used to um do these oh my gosh this is so embarrassing for me <laughs> so at during lunch like after lunch we would have like time for recess I think like the same is with like Beauvoir I guess but we would go out on the like blacktop um and play like what's it called foursquare mm -hmm. and so like when you play foursquare the ball is obviously really soft like the ball is not gonna hurt anybody but I hated going to math class and math class was always right after lunch for me like for some reason it was like for three years in a row I always had math right after lunch so i hated math so i just would pretend that i got hit by the ball in um foursquare and so i could escape to go to the nurse's office and literally i like faked this like three times a week like i pretended this happened so frequently like I had a concussion like there was a <laughs> no it was just, it was just, the funny thing about like, I don't know if this is the same for like Beauvoir, but I went to a public elementary school. There's so many kids there. They cannot like control what you do. So I would literally just fake it every day and they would not blink an eye. Like they would just oh, give me ice God. and let me sit. And so I think that's part of the reason I am very weak at math to this day because I missed it for practically three years um, because I was constantly injured in the head. Injured injured I yeah mean, that's clever though right elementary school i really was a little genius no yeah. i was not doing stuff like that in elementary school i was a teacher's but well no no let's not say that but i i i did it totally work because i bet you were a teacher's but i know what i was okay you don't need to tell me but hey <laughs> <laughs> i it is what it is you know it is like what can i say no oh my god that's so yeah. Korean elementary school, I saw some pictures. She was really cool. She was styling. <laughs> Which what? It's just, Green, what did you wear? I, okay, <laughs> let me break it down for you. All right, so basically my mom grew up in Indonesia, right? 
So basically, the influence there is like very Dutch. So she loves European, like everything, which has passed on to me now. But mm-hmm. like, she loves like British, British, like in in particular, like English clothing slash like Dutch clothing. So I was very much like in those types of dresses for like pre K, um, and kind of kindergarten. But what my signature look for the first how many years, like nine years of my life, were um, two braids. So I would show up to school every single day without fail with two braids. Mm-hmm. That is so cute. The pictures and are hilarious. It's so funny. And it's really funny to think that like I used to be like super close with some of these like now like STA like jocks. I'm like, I- what is this? Like, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> you, like playing like blocks. With, like, there's, this fu- there's a funniest picture of like, I'll send it to you with like me playing blocks with like four guys who now are like super popular as I'm like what <laughs> I was like young Kareen really like little kid really was young Kareen had some clout let's just yeah. say that right with the braids yeah. no there's this one photo of Kareen when she's really young it's so funny wait no she had photo she was on photo booth I had the photo I'm so sorry I need to show my this photo oh my god I'm so excited wait where is it look at that Stop. <laughs> Kareem, we might no, no, no. <laughs> we might need to do that. <laughs> it's so the, like, the little polka dot top, too. <laughs> it was a matching PJ set from Exhilaration in Target. Oh my gosh, wait, why do I feel like I had, like, Exhilaration? Right. Exhilaration clothes? was my shit. No, because Target clothes, though, they were hitting different. Yeah, like, they were. And, like, clothing. I thought I was dripping. Came through dripping. dripping. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was me. And that was that pajama set was yeah, my dress. As, as it should be. Honestly. Oh, that's so funny. So, Maya, the next question was, oh, tell us about your clothing brand. Oh, okay. This is actually so fun. Okay. She's famous. Oh my gosh. When she has 297 followers on her clothing. (laughs) Okay. So I started a clothing brand with my two close friends from Arlington, Kate and Rachel over the summer. Not Um, Grace Green. Okay. Yeah. God, Maya. (laughs) You were like, hold on. We're rewriting this. right here. We actually started the clothing brand with you. (laughs) It's right. there, but just in the background. <laughs> yeah, we see how so, it is. Yes, so um, it's called Impulse Clothing Company. Um, little, the Instagram is Impulse underscore Clothing Co. Um, so definitely follow us. We're three followers away from three hundred. So you know, really gotta, really gotta get us up there. But yeah, so we make short, sort of like are inspired by New York City streetwear. Um, I think that's like probably one of the coolest styles around. Um, and I think it's very like you can have a lot of unique pieces in that kind of like fashion style. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so what we're doing now is we're working on a lot of commissions um, for different people, but soon enough, probably around the 24th of October, we'll have another drop. So get excited Ooh. for that. It's a little like sneak peek. Well, let me say a few things. Um, they, there may be some denim included, in it, and there may be some fun um, fall colors. Mm, so, so me and Kareem get a discount. Yes, pretty much. No, not when I agreed to that. 
below hitting breaking um zero. So that's good. You know, it is what it is, but it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that that is the um the clothing business that I have. Little shameless self promo. Well, you know, now that we're done with Instagram questions, Korean, are there any questions in your heart that you're dying to ask Maya? In my heart? In your heart. Your heart of hearts. I forgot you don't have a heart, actually, so. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Grace? Oh, oh, you want to go there? No, not while we're recording. There are several things I can we'll, we'll have our story time episode and our get to know us episode where we can expose each other. How about that? Story time. <laughs> I'm sad I have to miss out on that. I really want to. Um, you don't have to because you can listen. That is true. That is true. Exactly. I just want to know, Maya, what inspired the gorilla costume? Oh, year? wow. That is a really good question, Kareen. Um, for those of you who are still... Like, start from the beginning of the day to when you woke up to when you went to sleep. I'd love okay, to so since you guys are... Um, if you guys are still listening at this point, I'm just going to make it clear. Uh, sophomore year, I wore a gorilla costume to school. Um, shout out Rachel Wallstatter. She also wore one. Um, and so it was Wildlife Wednesday. You know, I had to go all out. Um, I felt the urge to wear a gorilla costume since like the third grade when my neighbor Campbell wore a gorilla costume. And it was very fun. And... I just was like, it looks warm, it looks comfortable, it looks fun, and fun there's not much else to it. It just felt like it would be funny to go to school. And you know what? It was. I went to school in a gorilla costume. Mm-hmm. I walked around. I took some photos. Um, it was great, Kareen. Honestly, great. It was really fun. Glad. I'm so <laughs> glad that fulfilled you. You know what? Live your truth. Even if I it's live my truth as a girl. As a gorilla. As a gorilla. Live. live. Yeah. I want, no, you know what I want? Senior photos. I want you to show up in that gorilla suit. Yep. Oh my gosh. Your pictures in that gorilla suit. Wait, guys, I have to ask you a question too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when, like, to go off of the senior photos thing, Mm -hmm. if you had to pick one quote right now, to use like or something that someone has said to you to use as a senior quote what would it be like right now Mm. see it depends on whether i'm trying to go funny or if i'm trying to go serious well why would you go serious when you could go funny if you have something funny to say say it Uh, i know but it's like uh, if i want to say something funny i'm not funny ah i i have i mean like I would do something funny, but basically the cathedral had to do staff cuts um, this summer and one of my favorite staff members got laid off and she was the head of worship and music at like for like the choir and just like for the greater cathedral. So she had to be laid off, but she was like, she'd been there for like eight years. Like she was just this like, and our, our grade of courses was really close to her. And so she emailed me and she she knows I'm really into music. And she said, she was like, keep music in your life forever. It'll be your best friend. And I started crying. I started sobbing. I was like, I love you 
That is so emotional. It was so sweet. I, I don't know. I just like, I always think about that now. And I think that quote will have to go up on my wall somewhere. Definitely go up on your wall. Definitely has to go in the yearbook. You know? Right, right. That is beautiful. I'm so glad I know this now. I feel like really hip. I feel like, I don't know, my senior quote. Well, this is also my Instagram bio, but like, just keep living like Larry. You know, remember that SpongeBob episode? Where they're like living oh Larry, you know? Okay, you're gonna hate me for this, but my parents did not let me watch SpongeBob. I was one of those. No, me too. I started oh. watching it when I was in fourth grade. Oh, so they're all uncultured. Okay. It's because they're like, it makes you dumb. And I'm like, well, I'm already dumb. So, well, like... I am the exception that, no, I'm not. Um, oh, you my... didn't even wow. 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 That. Mm. Anyway, yes. for cockiness, we will never know. <laughs> anyway, but no, or or if I want to do a more serious one, it would probably be like, or it's not even serious, but it'd just be like, don't take things seriously. This is all just fun, so have fun. I'm dead serious though, because I feel like everyone. What are funny? Because you're like, it's not serious. I'm dead serious though. <laughs> Don't take it serious. Let me just stop talking. Let me just stop living. <laughs> no, I love the irony of it. It makes yeah. me happy. I mean, but you know what I mean. You that's good. That's a really good quote for you. No, because I, I remember I remember when I was in the car with Blaze. She was a senior that graduated 2019. She's probably not listening to this, but you know, I remember I was in the car with her, and that's something she told me. She's like, everybody takes high school too seriously. Don't take it seriously. I promise you, it, it'll be okay. And ever since then, I just remember whenever I'm stressed out, I remember her just telling me that while we were driving home. So that was very nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Oh, that. that just brought me like a sense of security a little. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm really good. At, I think that's honestly probably like the best advice that I think any upperclassman or any senior could give any student that's in high school currently. Mm-hmm. That is golden, stellar advice. Right. It's funny because we're going to do an episode on advice to upper, underclassmen. So, <laughs> ask your questions. That. Yes. But, you know, I think that that's the time that we have. Thank you, Maya. For oh, thank you, guys. Blessing us with your presence. And I didn't have to spend yeah. all this time just staring at Korean's face. So, thanks. Yep. I'm, I kinda, oh, my God. I love so lucky. Great. No, people, no, see, people are going to think that we don't like each other. But I promise you, next episode we'll do a our friendship, the history. Yes, of it. yes, we that is really like each other. Right, okay. it's beautiful. Right. Yes. So, any parting words, my behalf for the listeners? Um, all I have to say is, um, gosh, I really wish I were funny so I could say something amazingly hilarious right now and have the whole squad laughing, but I cannot. <laughs> So I, all I have to say is I hope everyone has an amazing day. Um, and I'm still a little nervous. My heart rate is probably over 190 oh. right now. Oh, but watch <laughs> yelling at you. <laughs> okay. Well, I very much appreciate anyone who's listened this far to me talk about my cultural background. So thank you. Um, this episode will be out on Wednesday and we hope that you enjoyed hearing us talk for the past 30, 40 minutes. Yep. It's been wonderful. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.